Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and in this episode, we'll be talking about a unique training opportunity for you. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about instructor coverage and their competitive pricing. You save a special 10% off by entering in promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use it, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code INSTRUCTOR20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today, we'll be talking with Jason Croteau from Wyoming Tactical LLC on a unique training program he's developed. Jason, welcome to the show. How are things going today? Doing well, Rob. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, we're in the middle of winter, and as what happens most of the time in the Midwest, one day we're having uh, snow, next day we're having rain, and the next day after that, we're right back into the ice and snow. It's lovely Midwest weather. Well, Jason, I was introduced to you just a little while ago um, after SHOT Show about a unique training program you have, but our listeners may not know who you are. Can you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. Um, for about six years from 20, 2003 to 2009, I worked as a contractor, security contractor, um, did four deployments during that time, um, a lot of close personal protection type stuff and then moved into an overwatch role. Um, got out in 2009 and kind of drifted around for a little while. Uh, in 2012, I got an opportunity to go train uh, down at Gunsight with Kyle Lamb. And it really piqued my interest to get back into it, mostly because it was a training unlike anything I'd ever been through before. And I wanted to see, when I came back from that, I wanted to see what else was out there. And, and what I found, especially in Wyoming, is training opportunities were really sparse. And after a couple of years of traveling and trying to get the training that I wanted, I kind of realized if I wanted to bring it home, I was going to have to do it myself. And that's where Wyoming Tactical got started. Uh, we officially launched in 2015 and have slowly grown ever since. That's, that's, that's uh, really great. You've been successful with it. And in a lot of cases, I think our instructors that listen would also agree that sometimes there are a lot of instructors around in the metropolitan area, but there, sometimes there's not a lot of good instructors. And that's where to, in all our shows, we try to make our instructors that are listening better instructors, the best they can be. And you're, you know, I think you're a great example to where instructors saw a need and made it happen. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Well, Jason, 
you were, t- you were talking uh, to me just a couple of weeks ago after SHOT Show about a unique class that you are uh, doing. Can you give our listeners a little overview of what this class is about and what kind of makes it unique in the industry? Sure. So last year, um, we launched a, a new class, entirely new program. And we did that with the support of a company called Lucid Optics. They're actually in Wyoming, too. They're just a couple hours away in Riverton. Um, I always kind of felt like the AR-15 was a very underutilized rifle. Uh, We kind of live in an age of specialization and everybody thinks that you need a different gun to do all these different things. But the fact is, configured right, the AR is probably the most versatile platform ever made by man. You can take a bedside gun and the the rifle that you would use to defend your house say room distance six to ten yards you can take that same gun and it has the capability to go out and shoot a 600 yard f class match people just didn't seem to quite get that and so we developed a program around the low power variable optic for uh in this case it's lucid optics one to six and developed an entire structure around that but we went we took it a step further what I was finding was I was having a hard time getting people to spend the money on training. And the reason for that was they wanted to buy the toys. And unfortunately, the industry over the last decade or so has convinced everybody that you can actually buy hits. And unfortunately, it's not the case. You've got to master the craft first. So what we did was we developed a program in which the student pays the tuition. And when they walk into the class, we're going to set them up with the rifle, with the optic, with the sling, and the ammunition to train. Run them through a two-day course, and at the end of that, they get to go home with the gear that they've trained with. That's, that's a very unique uh, class because most of the classes that I teach, I have my students bring their own guns, and then we work through those issues with that student's guns, You know, whether it be pistol, rifle, shotgun, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I've seen some good guns where the people are just gripping them wrong. And I've seen other guns that I took them off the line and they need to go back to the gunsmith in order to get, you know, reworked. So you take care of a lot of those problems by supplying all that inform- all that equipment directly for the students. Sure. And, and we're working up front. Um, this year, we're going to be having the, the guns built by Shaw Precision. And then what they do is they'll usually come to our shop and we'll finish them off making sure that everything fits correctly. We're going to put a sling on there. We usually put a trigger in there if they haven't done it first for us. Um, because let's face it, mil spec triggers suck. And we want students to go and have a training opportunity where they can learn the gear without fighting it. And and I, I've noticed that over the years too, when I started doing carbine classes, same thing. Guys would show up and a lot of, the, a lot of it was they would have so much stuff hanging off of their rifle that was unusable at that point. Frankenstein uh, AR. Yeah. That's what I call them. Yeah. And, and usually by the first reload break, they were starting, they were going over and tearing everything off of their gun just so it would run. Mm-hmm. It looks, looks cool in pictures, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're, it's going to be practical to run it. Exactly. And that's, and that's why when we try to set them up, we go through it and we set them up pretty basic because we want them to learn the gun and, and we go over in class. Okay. Here's, Here's some modifications that you might make. For me personally, I, I'm a firm believer that you should have a light on there. Um, I'm also a firm believer in an ambidextrous safety. Uh, beyond that, 
I tell my students, don't put a whole lot of stuff on there. I run a front hand grip. Uh, now I get, I always get the comments of, Oh, you know, Hey, the nineties called, they want their gun back. But then we start playing around barricades and under vehicles and you start to find out where that really comes in handy. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose behind all those different pieces and you should, shouldn't hang something on the gun unless there's a purpose behind it. Exactly. And once, once students start to understand what the purpose is behind it, then they kind of have the aha moment and go, Hey, where do I get one of them? Mm-hmm. Or they go back and, you know, they, they put the right equipment on the gun, you know, right. hanging, hanging, hanging accessories on the gun. Isn't a bad thing. You know, that's what makes air a great platform. But if you go along and you hang too much, then it becomes heavy, <laughs> becomes unwieldy, becomes, you know, unusable, but put the right things on it becomes extremely efficient, uh, firearm. It does. And that's part of the other part of this class. Um, working with lucid and, and, and we've been, I, I've been so grateful for them for their help. But one of the things I try to do to help them is by educating the consumer. At the end of the day, when, when, I, when my students leave the class, they understand what's on their gun. And then when they go to the gun shop and they go, hey, I'm looking for this, they're, they're asking the right questions now. So they're not getting sold accessories that they don't need. You mean that little bipod on the vertical forearm isn't a good idea? You know, the plastic ones? Yeah, they tend to break and you know they hang down and they get caught up in things that's the way to go i'm gonna have to go along throw mine away now jason (laughs) you've spoiled it jeez (laughs) i'm only kidding everybody i'm only kidding okay (laughs) well hey i'll tell you what you've got a unique class there a little difference what what do you think in your mind is the real difference between your class where you're shooting distance and other people's classes where they're shooting the exact same distance well, I have yet to come across a class where they shoot the distances that we do. Um, the way we actually start our class at mid-range. Now, every every rifle class that I've been into, especially with the carbine, the AR platform, that type of thing, the first thing you do is they're putting students on the line at 7 to 10 yards, and they're like going, okay, let's go bang, bang. Uh, we kind of turn that on its head, and the first thing we're doing is we're zeroing at 100 yards. And then we're pushing the students out three, four, five hundred yards right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We do that for a couple of reasons. Number one is I want them to understand the capability of the rifle. Number two, and this is kind of more of a, it's one of the devious instructor tricks that we have, is shooting two, two MOA targets at 400 yards requires you to be solid on your fundamentals. You know as well as I do that when you get students up close going fast and you're using maybe a six-inch, eight-inch target up close, you can get pretty sloppy and still get your hits. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that at four or 500 yards. Right. So that when we do on the second day, when we start getting into the up close and we're working on the competition context and the self-defense context, I'm not having to fix fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And when you start shooting out to hundred yards and further, if you don't have good breath control and good trigger control, it makes a big, big difference on where that bullet's going to actually hit. No matter how good the bullet or how expensive, you know, you've spent on that rifle, breath and trigger control, you know, rule when it comes to, you know, hitting the target where you want to hit it at properly. Absolutely. Even more so than the optics. You know, I've, I've, you know, a lot of people have made 
great shots using inexpensive optics, but if you're not doing everything properly, you know, the optics doesn't, doesn't matter and everybody can get a lucky shot. We've seen that before. That's right. So Jason, you said you're going to take the students and push them out to the hundred yards for the zero and then have them start shooting out to 400 yards. What's the furthest that you have the students take their shots out to? We end the class with a simulated 600-yard F-class match. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, F-class matches are, are a long-range match, usually either at 600 or 1,000 yards. Most of the time, they're from a bench. And the way the format works is that you take 10 shots, and whoever has the most shots closest to the bullseye wins. Um, it's pretty simple. But the fact that you can take uh, you know, we've, we've shot this gun in now a hunting context, in a competition context, in a self-defense context. And, and we, when shooting this gun from six to, to five, 600 yards at this point, it blows their mind that they can take their bedside self-defense gun and go shoot a precision rifle match with it without changing anything about the gun. And that's kind of the whole that's kind of the overview concept of the class. Yeah, that's that's kind of neat because, like I said, there's lots of rifle shooting classes where you learn how to press the trigger. But when you start going along, pushing out to those uh, further distances, and especially 600 yards, I mean, that's that's I found when you start shooting out over 200 yards, you you can actually take your finger off the trigger before you hit, hit the sound of the impact. I mean, yes. it's, it's a very unique, if you're used to shooting up close where it's bang, 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 and you hit, you don't hear, you don't hear the hit. And all of a sudden you, you pull the trigger, you bang and you hear a clank. That's, that's a un, unique situation when you're doing that. And that's where you can call your shots and know exactly whether you've hit it or not. Right. And it, and the other thing that we do is, is, and that's where the optic really comes in is that's where we're teaching students the reticle and their holdovers how to gauge the wind, uh, how to build themselves a data sheet or dope card, uh, how to true it, make sure that it's good to their gun and their ammunition so that when they go home and they decide, okay, I'm going to run this ammunition, they know how to true that card to their ammunition so that when they're in the field, they know what to do with the optic, with the gun, with the ammunition to get the hit they need to get. You're shooting 5.56, correct? Yes. What what weight bullet do you guys shoot standard? Um, for the classes, I try to run between a 60 and a 62 grain. Um, we usually run ball for the classes because we are providing the ammunition. It is expensive. Um, but I I tend to, to push my students. I My personal bullet that I've chosen is a 60 grain A-max. And for everything that I've done with this rifle and in this class, that bullet has performed phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. But the concepts that you teach, I could be running 55 grain and know how to true up my ballistics, or I could be, be, be running a, you know, a 74 grain or 77 Absolutely. grain and, you know, and true it up also there. Absolutely. And that's, the, and that's a couple of the topics that we do cover. Um, you know, the, this class, I mean, there's, there's lecture portions to it. And those are two of the topics that we cover. Number one, we talk about bullets and we talk about how to choose the right bullet for your gun, for what you're going to be doing. We also talk about the fact that 
you really need to watch when you're starting to go super high weight bullets and super low weight bullets. You need to pay attention to your, your rifle twist mm-hmm. because that will make a difference. A lot of people have no idea about that. To their detriment, as uh, you know, the five five six is well known to uh, tumble and keyhole if they're not stabilized properly. That's right. So if I had a rifle that wasn't shooting five five six, are these concepts transferable over to you know a, a three hundred eight or or a you know I don't know, say a four fifty Bushmaster? Absolutely, they are. They're totally transferable. Um, I don't recommend somebody running uh, a three hundred eight or you know. 450 it for the simple fact that we generally run between seven and 800 rounds in two days and mm-hmm. your shoulder's going to be hamburger <laughs> um that'd be an understatement had, i think with those rounds but i have had guys run them with a 300 blackout um had one guy run through it with a 458 socom uh he he was hurting but he made it mm-hmm Yep, you can't get away from those physics. You know, the heavier the bullet, the more recoil you're going to get, and the the buffer tube can only absorb so much. And That's the rest, right. Rest is going to go into your shoulder, and those are all considerations. Uh, you know, as even when it comes to pistol shooting, you know, recommending polymer frames over steel <laughs> frames and such. You know, they, they are nicer, lighter, but you can't get away from physics. There's still going to be that recoil difference that you're going to have to absorb in your body. And sometimes it's easy. And sometimes it's, uh, you're going to go home hurting as I said, right? right. That's right. I, and, and I, I know from experience. Yeah. I'm sure we could probably have a few drinks and compare notes on that because I can't tell you how many times my shoulders have, uh, take the shirt off and it's black and blue before I even get off the range. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be sore tomorrow. Going to be sore. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Jason, I got a question for you. And probably there's people out there thinking about this right now. This is a great course. This would be a really cool thing to do, but I'm living all the way over in Illinois. How in the heck am I ever going to get the gun back to Illinois? I mean, I can come there. You can let me shoot my gun, but there's no way you can transfer it to me because I'm an Illinois resident and I've got to have it shipped back to you know Illinois for uh, to get it from an FFL. Do you have something set up with FFLs to be able to do that with? Well, here's the really cool thing. Um, and a lot of the ways that we get these classes going is we have people host them. Wyoming Tactical is set up to travel. So we're set up that if we get somebody that wants a class and can help us get put together and get the students into class, we're going to come to you, number one. Secondly, we're, gonna, we're having these rifles built. We can have them built to spec and fa- in factory and have them shipped. And that's, part of, that's one of the host responsibilities uh, when they set this up is they need to find us a friendly FFL that we can ship to and that will transfer to the students so that they can just take possession of them right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, and, and here's something that's really, really cool, because, you know, that's, that's, I think that's one of the hampering things of people not going to training is, yeah, okay, the tuition's this, and I can, I can swing the ammunition, but then you start talking about time off of work and travel. And it starts getting so expensive that that's where people go, I just can't do it. Um, that was one of the things when I founded this company was, I will come to you because I don't want you to miss out on training opportunities just because you can't leave. Um, the other thing that we've done, and, and maybe I ought to throw this out there, so the, the class price for the premium, um, and that's, that's the gun, the optic, the sling, the ammunition, two days training. 
Um, that's everything. So the, the cost on that is $2,600. Now, somebody calls me up and says, hey, I already got a gun. I just need the optic. Okay, cool. We're going to do the optic in the class. That's going to be 1200 bucks. Somebody calls me up and says, hey, I already got an optic. I already got the rifle. I'm, I'm, I'm solid on this, but I want to train with it. I still want the class. 600 bucks. Okay. And it doesn't matter the deal that we've got going for 2020. And it doesn't matter which level your students, uh, which package they choose. If somebody decides to host a class and they can get 10 or more people to sign up, I'm going to give the host the premium package free. That is nice. And people, I will go along, make sure that this, all this information is in the show notes for your reference in case uh, no, most of our instructors listen to us as they're driving in and out of work. So I don't want you to have an accident while you're trying to write this down because that's a heck of a nice deal. But um, I will include that in the, in the show notes. Now, if somebody wanted to go along and bring you to their facility, what do you require at the facility? I mean, obviously you need a couple hundred yard range so you can shoot because shooting at 50 yards isn't going to be much fun with a high quality gun like this. But what, what about, what else would you need? So I actually, um, and I just got this lockdown last week. Um, Reno guns is going to be hosting us for this class in October. Um, and what they, what they did, they're providing me with an outdoor range that we can go out to a thousand yards. Um, and then they're going to, you know, they're taking care of the, of the signups and everything like that. So, um, essentially they're making it super easy, but basically when somebody calls up and they want to host a class, what I say is we need at least at a minimum, we need a 300 yard range. Um, I prefer 600 to a thousand if we can get it, but I, I understand, especially when you start going further East, it's harder to get those ranges. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we can, we can make it all work and, and conceptually we can do this on a 300 yard range. Um, but that's what we need. I need somebody to help me negotiate where the range is going to be. Um, and I need an FFL. And then essentially it's just helping to advertise and get it out in that community because obviously I don't have, uh, you know, I, I don't have reach all across the U S. Mm -hmm. Um, but really that's about all we need. That is, that is, uh, that's not a lot, a lot of requirements as long as you got the distance. It sounds like it's, uh, very, very possible to make that happen. How, we try, how to, try to make it as easy as possible. On, on the host. Mm -hmm. how, how often do you host classes out in Wyoming there? Um, right now, depending on what, I mean, it's not necessarily just this class. Um, actually right now, uh, on the, on the Wyoming tactical website, we have 12 live classes and we're actually launching another one next month. And it's going to be very similar to this rifle class, except it's going to be a pistol optics class. And, uh, we're going to be doing a prototype of that class next month. And we're actually trying out a couple of prototype pistols in that class. So as soon as that gets launched and we get that all locked down, that's going to be another variation of this rifle class, except this one is going to be a red dot pistol sights. Um, but once that's up, we're going to have 13 class offerings. And right now 
Um, we're running three classes a month, depending on the class. And it's been kind of a variety of, of everything. Mostly it's been the defensive pistol or this rifle class. Sounds like fun. How far do you shoot when you're doing the uh, red dot optics on uh, the pistols? We've had those out to 150 yards on six inch plates. That, that's some serious uh, rainbowing out there, you know, especially it, it, when you get to 45s or nines and things like that. They they drop quite a bit, but you you got you got you got to know it to, if you're going to be able to do it. That's right, and and even a nine millimeter, it's it's a mortar shot, but it can be done, mm-hmm. and and that's really what we try to push is not only the firearm capability, the optic capability, but also the student capability. We want to know number they we want them to walk out of there with confidence knowing what they can do but also knowing their limitations mm-hmm. yep limitations is a, a big one um mm-hmm. we've talked about the dunning kruger effect before to where people think they can do a lot more than what they can really do and unless you've tested yourself you really don't know what your you know furthest point uh you know where you start failing at and that's that's where it's good to know how to do it and also good to know what your limitation is that's exactly right well, let me ask you a question, Jason, because I've been asking all our guests this year for this. You reading any interesting books this year? I'm actually reading one called Grant, um, and it's a, it's about President Grant. Um, actually, quite interesting. I'm probably a third of the way through it now, but um, yeah, kind of. It, it's just a biography, but very uh, very interesting man. It doesn't surprise me that he made it to be president. A little known fact uh, outside of a few people here uh, that I've worked with, but I used to work right behind his house here in Cincinnati where he, where he spent some time as a child. Little known fact. <laughs> so very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, I know I'm, that's uh, real interesting stuff. I'm sure a lot of people are, are thinking about, but I remember that. Well, Jason, tell our, tell our listeners where they can find more information about your unique training program if they want to host you if they want to come out and see you or if they just want to go along and check things out to see what they want to do uh if uh this podcast piqued their interest sure so the website is pretty easy www.yotac.com um they'll find all of our class listings there uh we try to keep that updated as as often as possible you're usually tinkering around adding stuff to it weekly um they can also find us on facebook wyoming tactical and on Instagram, um, Instagram is at WyoTac. So those are the three places you can find us. You can also usually get a hold of me somehow, some way through Lucid Optics, and give definitely give those guys a follow because you know they're they're helping us out to make all this happen. Um, this this class would not have happened without them. And one of the things that we kind of heard of a lot when we were at Shot was. Uh, this class is kind of disrupting the industry to a point because nobody's offering the gear. Um, You go and you train with this stuff and then you go home and you're like, well, that's not what I got to play with in class. So it's a whole different approach. And a lot of people are trying to kind of catching on to it. Mm -hmm. Well, and lucid optics is uh, been, been coming out with some very affordable, high quality optics. I mean, everybody's used to saying, you know, you, you've got to spend 
a lot of money on good optics. Well, Lucid's kind of long turned that that kind of on its head because they've got some very nice optics that are not the cheapest, but they're definitely uh, higher quality than even the mid-range optics that you would normally see. You know, I put, they, them, up, put them into the higher end category on on optics. They definitely are, and I've I've beat the hell out of them over the last few years. Um, I do know of some stuff that's going to be coming out here probably in the next three or four months. And it, I think it's going to be a game changer, even for the big boys. Um, they're they're going to throw an industry on their head with, with what they're coming out with. So I'm really excited to see what the market does with that. Mm-hmm. Well, it was what, mid-1980s when uh, Gaston Block, Glock, came out with the uh, Glock 17. That kind of turned industry on its head as they were calling it technical Tupperware. And now you look at it, you know, striker fired polymer frame pistols are all the rage and the majority of what gets sold these days in the industry. So hopefully right. uh, Jason and company over there, Lucid Optics, uh, will have a similar experience. And we'll be talking about it 30 years later about how they revolutionized it and turned the entire industry on its head and coming out with a better product. Well, I can tell you, if we're talking about it in 30 years, we're all going to be sitting on the front porch because uh, <laughs> I hope to be retired by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be we'll be retired, and we'll be able to tell tell our grandkids about that, or great grandkids, depending upon you know the age that you're at. So, well, Jason, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests for our listeners. As we ask you all the time, visit our sponsors, Firearm Trainers Association, FTAProtect.com. We've been going for just about a year now, so hopefully you've got your insurance coverage with them. And remember, use promo code FTP10 at checkout for ten percent off. Uh, being an instructor, you know you want insurance coverage for yourself and your students, and you want to save a little money at the same time. So remember to use our promo code for it. Share this podcast on your social media. Remember, if instructors are out there and they're not getting our information, A, they're not going to be able to hear what Jason was talking about with his unique uh, rifle shooting cl- uh, training class. But also, too, they're not going to be giving their students the best uh, training possible for it. Encourage others to follow us on social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and let us know what you're thinking about. Go along, send us your input, questions, feedback at FTP at concealedcarry.com. And also send us your episodes ideas. Uh, We've got a lot of different episodes. We've been going for just about a year now, and we want to hear what you'd like to to see in future episodes. Um, Anything that has to do with instructors, we're, we'll be jumping on it, making making it happen. Been a few suggestions we've had this year that we've had those people on or those topics covered with it, and I think everybody probably be well well enjoyed those to say the least. For it. also remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone, and train well. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.